and welcome to the Explosion Network's Curly Late Night. I will be your host, not your host, but your announcer for the host. Please introduce the one you will be listening to for the next half an hour. The one, the only, Kieran Marchant. Oh, hello! What's going on? Welcome to Early Late Nights, episode 55 with me, your host, Kieran Marchant, right here on Explosion Network, twitch.tv slash Explosion Network, where the show goes live every Tuesday and every Friday at 6.30pm, Australian Daylight Time. Eastern Daylight Time? Daylight Savings was a thing. Daylight Savings was a thing a couple days ago. It ruined me. It screwed me over. But that's fine. That's completely fine. We will march through it. We will keep pushing forward until the time's right again and I get my hour's sleep back because my hour's sleep was fucking destroyed, apparently. But whatever. Welcome to the Early Late Nights, the Australian esports and gaming show right here on the channel. Um, tonight, it's been like a week. It's been a week since I've done one of these, so forgive me if I suck. No, I should be great. I am pretty great as a person, so it's fine. But there's a whole heap of stuff been going on. If you've been missing around not in the gaming world, Assassin's Creed has been going bonkers. People are loving it. People are really enjoying it. There's so many good reviews. Hopefully... If my bank account gets filled up with the monies from me working, um, I will have Assassin's Creed in there later today. And maybe, maybe, I might stream the beginning of it. Who knows? Who knows anyway? But we're here to talk about all things esports and gaming. So, speaking of esports, Overwatch. Can't go a show without mentioning Overwatch, I've realised. Really cannot. It's not a thing that I wish to do in my life. I don't know if that's a problem or not. I don't think it is. Overwatch Halloween event will be starting in the morning, tomorrow morning. If you go check out at Play Overwatch on Twitter, there is the whole range of skins that have been announced so far. Uh, my personal picks have been so far have been the Moira skin for a Banji. Looks really good. Looks really fantastic. As well as the McCree skin, which is like a zombie or like a ghoul. That looks really fucking cool. And I'm really excited to play as. So check out um, Junkenstein's Revenge will be, of course, be part of the event. Check it out tomorrow. Tomorrow when the patch goes live, we will get everything. I don't know if the Torbjorn patch is tomorrow or not, people. So we'll, you know, we will we'll find that out. But hey, it's what we've got. Also, later this week on Thursday, there will be Call of Duty Black Ops 4 is going to be released. And I say Thursday because I think the release date was actually a lot later. But um, from Buddy Watson, friend of the show from uh, Dash Culture, a part of the 8-Bit Network... They, he has uh, recently said on Twitters that uh, JB Hi-Fi will be allowed to sell the Call of Duty Black Ops 4 as of 6pm on Thursday. So, hey, go into the store after 6pm, grab yourself a copy, dive into that if you want to do. You know what, the Battle Royale mode does not look terrible. I think it's called Blackout. It looks really well done. It looks really well put together. Um, we'll see how it stands up against, you know, Fortnite, a free-to-play game, as well as PUBG being probably more of its adversary is PUBG because... Um, Player Unknown Battlegrounds was a paid is a paid game, and it has kind of the same styling. There's no building; it's not as cartoony. So, 
we'll see how that goes with Blackout. That had the big beta about it. So I'm sure we'll see lots and lots about that in the game in the coming week. Mario Party was released on Friday, and boy, oh boy, was it awesome. Like, it was really good. I managed to sit down and play a couple games with it on the weekend. Um, it's really well done. I think it improves on a lot of the Mario Party goodness that we're used to now. So it's it's... It's fun. It's really good. I like a lot of the new spaces, a lot of the new minigames are lots of fun, and the ease of using the Nintendo Switch is fantastic. So if you've got a Switch, you're going to hang out for a party, grab the game. It's really good. And also, I was really impressed, as of course we're leading up to the end of the month, October 27th for Red Dead Redemption 2, it has been slowly getting us more and more information, more and more bits and pieces Um extrapolating about the game and its mechanics. And I really like the mechanic that was spoken about today, that Red Dead Redemption, if you turn off the minimap in-game, characters and NPCs will then start using like more directions, uh, using more landmarks as kind of a way to, to help you find your way around the world. I think that's really awesome. I really like that. Um, I like the appeal of it. It's much like in Assassin's Creed Odyssey just released the exploration mode requiring a lot more um, keen listening for what people are saying as well as more, you know, maneuvering around and moving around the world to find little bits and pieces. There's no icons on the minimap. For me, that's pretty fantastic. That is pretty good. But let's let's jump into the show. Let's get right in there. We've wasted enough time as it is. We're going to be talking Magic the Gathering Arena that has recently been released in its beta uh, and how it matches up as a future eSport and its effect on the current card game as well as Hearthstone. Um, as well as doing our segment again that we started last week doing eSports for dummies. I'll be going over League of Legends and then diving into some League of Legends news with the World Series currently happening for League, as well as some interesting bits and pieces about LCS for the coming future. Then we'll be discussing some tournaments and I'll be going into exactly what you should be watching right now for eSports. Sounds like a fun show. I'm ready to have some fun. Let's go. And if you've been a part of the Explosion Network or if you've even had a moment to to join in and to to check us all out. Um, Viva the Dill, Dylan Blight, editor, man of the hour, platinum explosion host, whatever you want to call him, villain. I like to call him. He's a villain. Um, he's in love with Magic: The Gathering Arena, and Dylan, as well as myself, were big Magic: The Gathering fans at different points in our lives. I've gone back into the game a couple times, and each time the game has left me with a pile of crappy cardboard that I don't have anything else to do with because the cards gone out of fashion, or they're not in the right sets anymore, or they're not used in one of the standard gameplays. So I'm I'm always jump back and forth. Then just hear, yeah, God, I, that's the first one for the day, everybody. It's the first one for the day. We're getting it out there early, though. Magic the Gathering Arena um, looks to be a fantastic digital format, and they used to be Magic the Gathering Online, and it was terrible. It looked like it was made in paint, um, and I really didn't enjoy it, but it was where we were at. But Magic the Gathering Arena is such a good entry point for TCGs, you know, tabletop card games, I think that's what it stands for, it is, um, for tabletop card games to, to be more viewed and more interactive than ever before, and we're getting to see that now in the beta that's just been released, it's free to play, so make sure you go search MTG Arena and go download the game and join for free, and start playing it, start being involved. I was I tried to enjoy Hearthstone. I've tried several times to to get into Hearthstone and get into its gameplay, its mechanics, its you know, its characters and standard modes. But the problem for me was one, 
you can't be patchy with these kinds of games. You have to kind of be in it from earliest so that you have a better chance of building your library of cards from the start. If you're getting to the point like Hearthstone is now, where they're like eight sets in, it's very hard to build up. Even if they've got just a standard mode or a ranked mode for with only a limited amount of sets, you're still a far way behind when it comes to cards and what sets do I need to buy to get the cards I want? You can't purchase cards directly. It's it's all a hullabaloo, in, you know, in my opinion. So, there's also a part of Hearthstone that is very simplified for a card game. There are mechanics that it misses. It, you know, only has the mana that you automatically gather once a turn. You build up your, your position on the board, and you maintain that, and you carry that over. But... I guess for me, and and that was always missing something that Magic the Gathering gave me. Magic the Gathering has the ability to interact with other players' turns, stopping their movements, not allowing them cards. It has you being able to directly, you know, keep line for for mana and to, to really dive in and to to build a deck that has complex interactions with the rest of the card game. And that's the biggest difference for me is the complexity and the ability to do that within the game's functionality that we don't get from Hearthstone that MTG Arena is giving to us. It's giving us this great, this really well-polished um, tabletop function with you get to pick one of the planeswalkers to be like your little character. You then can build your decks. The tutorial system is fantastic. Thumbs up to the creators of this for MTG Arena because I, I'm well versed in Magic. I've played Magic for long enough, and the worst thing any card game could do is be like, "Now nah, we're forcing you through a tutorial here, boys." No, you could skip the tutorial. You still got everything that the tutorial gives you. The tutorial gives you five decks, one for each color mana, um, and lets you dive into the game straight away. Start building your own decks and. It gives you more functionality. There is the standard gameplay of just jumping in and playing games against random people. You can draft in the game, but it does cost a couple dollars, I think, to draft. Because with draft in real life, you keep the cards and use those cards to build up your own library. But play with them in the tournament function format. The deck builder is comprehensive. There are only a couple sets at the moment in the game, and I think that's completely fine because you want to build a balanced game to to make it accessible for both new players and current Magic the Gathering players to join into. And we already know Magic the Gathering has a huge, a huge competitive player base that meet up for their Grand Prix events that get together and play more and more with each coming month and year that goes through ebbs and flows and different formats of magic have different player bases that love them and enjoy them but what we see here is that magic itself is growing to a point where you might not have to go to you know the mtg arena to to like you might that's the wrong you might not have to you know go to a grand prix to be a part of competitive magic you might not have to be a part of that kind of that echelon of play but if you want to still play competitively here's magic the gathering arena you not do you want to be like me and not want cardboard everywhere that's going to be f f priceless you want to have pixels that might not have a price or value at some point but that's fine because it's all contained in this little client that i don't have to dive into they don't have to, you know, I don't have to worry about when I try to move house and then there's boxes and boxes of just standard crappy cards that I can't do anything with. I think it's fantastic to see this with 
all of this glory and all of this kind of polish. And you could, and that's the thing, Dylan says you could always play Magic the Gathering online for online Grand Prix, but that game, as I said, ran in paint pretty much. It was terrible. It looked bad. The interactions with the card looked bad. Just the, the sheer polish of the game itself in MTG Arena looks fantastic. Yes, it doesn't have the range and the collection that MTG Online or had previously, but it's going to get that way. And it's a great way to jump on now, get used to the game, get into the game. Now, before, when I mentioned this, I was going to have this as a topic, because he's already here. Dylan Blight was the one that said to me weeks ago, play Magic the Gathering Arena. It's amazing. I'm in love with it. I've spent money on it, he's already said to me. Because there are in-game transactions. You do have to buy your booster packs. You do have to buy into draft events. And it is limited right now for what you can buy and what you can get into. But... It's going to grow and it's going to be a bigger thing. You can get your cards by playing normally, I'm sure. Earning in-game currency. It's just going to take longer and it's going to be a grind. But Dylan goes to me, everybody. Do you want a pro player on on your uh, opinion? And I went, yeah, do you know anybody? And Dylan's like, me. And I laughed. I laughed. I did. But we've got Dylan's opinion anyway. He's currently at work. Um, but what Dylan said to me was, drafts being an, a virtual table with the players that you're drafting with, um, Dylan has paid for draft, sealed, and bought boosters, everybody, just so you're aware. But, so draft in a format of normal Magic, when you go into a store and play draft, or play with your friends after buying a booster box, is you each take a pack of boosters of cards, and you hand them around, and you take cards out as you go around. MTG Online uh, Arena even currently doesn't have the feel of that because it kind of feels like you're just randomly getting cards and then you're randomly putting a pool of players to play with. And it might not have that functionality. Um, Tavern Brawl and Arena on Hearthstone already have that feel to it. But I think it's having the, the mastery of being able to read the cards, know what other people are picking, try to counterpick that, the strategy of who picks what when, what cards do you value, it, it means quite a bit in Magic. Um, friends list, you currently can't add any friends on a friends list, which is kind of lame. Ability to turn off auto-adding matter in deck building, because deck building is quite a complex uh, system already as it is. So we don't need that. Come on, let us let us have a bit more control over that. Um, having a standard format, standard is a big format in Magic. It's probably the main format that people play on and off. Um, so that's currently not available. Trade any unwanted coins in for sets or something. Um, Hearthstone has, you can make any unwanted cards into dust, and then you can use that dust to make cards in the future. I like that system a lot. And twin-headed matches, drafting and sealed. Twin-headed's fun. I, for me, it's not a big one. And of course, Dylan wants the foils. He wants the shinies. He wants to make his deck shimmer. But that's where we're going. And I'm interested to see where Magic the Gathering Arena goes with taking over a little bit from the TCG. Will it have more of its player base move over? Will it move into a better, bigger eSport that Magic the Gathering Online could never do? It could never be that eSport. It could never have a big investment from its players. So now its player base can move over and be more involved, more events online in Twitch streams. I'm pretty excited for it. I'm excited to see where it goes. It is only in beta right now, remember, people. Get in on the ground floor. Experience it now. Jump in. Have fun. As I always say, you gotta do 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 
of the Planeswalkers. It's, no, I didn't, no, it's not Yu-Gi-Oh. Anyway, last week I started off a brand new segment. I started off uh, eSports for Dummies, where I am going to, week by week, take you through as much of an eSport as I can in a period of time, and, and teach you a little bit about it so you can dive into it and, you know, dive into it and be a part of the esports and, and get more involved with the game and with the event. And so, this week, I'm going to be discussing League of Legends. League of Legends is uh, part of the MOBA genre, which a lot of people shy away from because of the complexity of the MOBA genre. Um, for those that don't know, MOBA means Multiplayer Online Battle Arena. Um, and it is generally played uh, with 10 players, 5 on each team vying to defeat the other team and destroy their nexus or make them surrender. Now, League of Legends is not my favorite of the MOBAs. The original MOBA was Defense of the Ancients, and, and that really started this whole, you know, this whole MOBA boom that happened with League of Legends taking on. But in my opinion, I find League of Legends much easier to learn and, and much more integratable for new people to jump into rather than Dota 2, which has a bit of a steeper learning curve in my opinion. So that's why we're talking about it now. League of Legends features a, a large roster of characters, which are called champions. There are currently, as of May 2018, there are 141 champions in the game. I believe there's been two or three more added, so we'll make that 144, just for the scale of it. There is 144 characters that can be picked to play in the game. Teams can be made up of any combination of these characters. Now, these characters are generally split up by... Uh, either, you know, a mid laner being a carry player, are you an AD carry, AD being attack damage, do you use spells to carry the game, do you support characters, do you help each other out and, and try and pursue this, so... The map is pretty simple, and a MOBA map is very standard. It's generally three lanes that players go into to earn money and earn gold. Gold is earned by either killing uh, non-player characters, such as the enemy minions or jungle creatures, uh, little like NPCs that sit in this jungle area and, and for players to kill to gain experience. You also gain gold and experience for killing other enemies and other enemy buildings. Now... The aim of the game is to kill the Nexus. To do that, you want to level your character up as much as you possibly can. You want to get to level 16 is the level cap for... Uh, it's the level cap for uh, League of Legends, whereas in other games it can be a little bit different. Now to get to level 16, each level you get to skill one of your abilities. Most players' characters have four abilities and one passive ability. Each time you pop a level into the ability, it will get stronger every time. As well as your ultimate ability will get the strongest. Um, or often have longer cooldowns and be bigger impactful for the game. Now, for MOBAs, and many people say, you know, MOBAs are for nerds, or MOBAs are incredibly intensive, and they are. They're really complex systems, and they take a bit of getting used to, but that's the beauty of it. Gold can be used to purchase items in-game, so you can purchase, as in, these items will only last until the end of the game. So you buy stat increases or items that do helpful things for your character that defends, or maybe they buff your attack a little bit more. And the best thing about MOBAs is everything in the MOBA, except for maybe the skin that you use for your character, starts off at level 1 and completely empty, 
at the start of every single game. You start off fresh every single time. You want to get into it. You you start off at the same level as the other players. And it's based on your skill, your team composition, and your understanding of the game to get an advantage on the other team and to win the game. Now, for me, I find League of Legends is a lot easier to learn with players having only six uh, item slots to buy items for. You don't lose any gold for dying in League of Legends. And it's fairly straightforward to learn a character's abilities. It doesn't punish you for using your abilities incorrectly too often. And overall, it's a fantastic game. Now, for the eSport itself, you want to make sure that you don't feel overwhelmed. Because you're going to feel overwhelmed. I can guarantee that. You're going to feel overwhelmed with the different characters. Just relax and just kind of watch it as if a game of chess or something. And you will slowly pick up different characters' abilities, what each team's doing. Thanks to the commentators in League of Legends that are really well done and really fantastic. Riot does a fantastic job of bringing in new viewers with their commentators' way that they commentate on the different games. So... All you have to know really is that for Overwatch, for not Overwatch, oh my god, it's on my brain already, people. For League of Legends, there is what's called a meta, and this is uh, basically a build up of, you know, what characters are really good. Um, <laughs> um, so you'll see what players are good, what, you know, you and what characters are bad currently at the start of each esport match players are able to ban five picks five characters from that 144 141 44 whatever um champions to stop the enemy team from picking them the same thing both teams so 10 characters will get banned every single game and you can build your lineup based on that there is a lot of strategy that goes involved with picking what characters you pick what you ban Every character has a counter. Every character has what it's good at. MOBAs are always going to be complex. I will say that. And when we get to Dota 2 eventually, I'm going to go into a big rant about Dota 2. But League of Legends is a really good starting point to get into MOBAs. I I, I make fun of League a little bit, but I appreciate its, its point where it gets people into the game. It's free to play, so feel free to go download the client. There are 10 characters. You don't get all the characters unlocked straight away. There's 10 characters for you to pick from and jump into. Watch some esports. Get into it. Maybe you'll really like it. They're not as bad as you think. They kind of are, but they're really not. Um, so I want to jump into some League of Legends news right now if you don't know the world championships for league of legends is happening they have the lcs series for each of its main regions that players from that region play and the top two teams i believe for each region will then go on to the world championships and i'm going to tell dylan right now dylan's asked in chat what are the worst champions in lol and i can tell you jin zhao terrible this worst champion in the world you hate him and they're all bad but Jin Zhao's the biggest one, but Dylan hates every character. If he's not playing it, he hates them. Now, Overwatch World Championships are going on right now. Just uh, a couple days ago, over the weekend, the play-ins were involved with teams that didn't quite make the cut in their own LCS, playing off in a quick group stage, uh, which finished up with Edward Gaming as well as Cloud9, who were hot favourites, both of them in the, the group to move through to the actual main event. They have played through and they won through in some really tough games. Cloud9 barely made it in, um, but they're now heading on to the main event, which starts tomorrow, October 10th, um, in Busan, Korea, which makes it really good times 
for us to watch it. They're pretty similar time regions, so you won't have to stay up too late, you won't have to get up too early, it'll be pretty perfect for us here in Australia. Now, to dive into the World Championships, these are group stages that's starting. This goes all the way till November um, with the group stages for people to to kind of play everybody, get through their group, find their position within the tournament, and move forward. Um, oh, it's really interesting that Riot Games are doing this now. At the same time, they have released the World Championship ticket, which you get a whole bunch of items and rewards for, as well as the ability to watch some of the games in client. Also, Riot has been putting out more fines for League of Legends players, especially the pro players and some coaches, for appropriate actions in-game in that has led to poor reputations for them. And, and I think this is really interesting, and it's a topic we'll reflect on more in, you know, in the coming future, of how being a professional player for a game like Riot, for a game like League, for a game like Overwatch with Blizzard, is you then it becomes your job playing that game and you how you represent you take rep, rep oh my god people how you represent yourself in that game is is really big it's really um important to these organizations that you bring yourself forward and really get involved with the game in a positive manner instead of being toxic um so it's really it's gonna be really good it's going to be really great, and and more exciting news happens. So, League of Legends and Riot Games have now come in with LCS being um, the you know the championships for each region are being franchised. So, a lot like Overwatch League does with their teams, teams have to buy in to be representative, but they get more cash back from the actual viewing of the league from merch sales. So, we're now seeing them putting through applications, and this has led to five teams so far being denied applications to the European LCS, including, I believe, Team Giant and uh, Team Rogocat are currently unsure. Um, but Unicorns Forever, I think, were another one that were having problems, and we got denied their application. They're getting paid out for their spot in the LCS, but that means five brand new teams are coming forward into the LCS, especially in the European region. I know teams such as, like, NBA teams such as Golden State Warriors um, are looking pretty heavily about getting involved with League of Legends and getting involved in the LCS for North America. So we'll see that growth and that continuation in the future, which... It's going to be really fun. If you've got any questions about League of Legends, if you want to get involved with League, if you want some advice, feel free to tweet at me at your boy Ringo on Twitter, um, and I will get back to you and answer any questions as best you can. Do get involved. Watch some of the World Championships. If you've got 10 minutes, jump on. Watch some. Enjoy it. Um, you know, try and feel the energy, because I think there's nothing better than watching esports when esports is being played in front of live crowds. It's the best. It's so much fun to feel how stoked they are, um, how stoked the crowd is, is fantastic. So it's great to see. Now, closing up, uh, one last announcement that we have is that um, there is a uh, Overwatch tournament being run by... Uh, space esports um, and stream.me uh, that is a playstation 4 international overwatch tournament um, you can sign up right now by going to discord.me slash space esports um, to sign up and it's really interesting because a lot of the time overwatch doesn't get playstation or console 
play in tournament settings. And a lot of esports don't get, you know, unless they have a, they're stronger on console, FIFA, most sports games, they don't have a strong representation on consoles. So it's really interesting to see this. If you have a team of PlayStation 4 players that wants to get involved, sign up, you have the chance to win over $10,000 in cash prizes, which is pretty bloody good. Now, Kieran, you say to me, what's on this weekend? What's on this week, even? So, as I said, make sure you check out the League of Legends World Championships. Make sure you dive into those tomorrow. They're happening in Busan. You'll see a full range of teams. There'll be a whole bunch of streams going on. So, check those out. If you want to join in on Counter-Strike, which we spoke about last time, uh, ESL, EU, and NA Pro Leagues are kicking off for CSGO. And make sure you check out Twitch if you've... Honestly, right now is a fantastic time, especially for Overwatch, if you want to get involved with more Overwatch streams. There are so many pro players getting involved in streaming because of the off-season for the Overwatch League. Joining them throughout the day, um, even at night, there is a good range. Check out as many streams as you can and support esports. This has been Early Late Nights, the Explosion Network's esports and gaming news show, right here on twitch.tv slash Explosion Network. This show goes live every Tuesday and Friday at 6.30pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time. I don't, I'm not used to saying that word. But anyway, um, make sure you check it out. If you can't check us out live, that's completely fine. On the Wednesday at 7 o'clock Australian Eastern Daylight Time. I'm not going to say it anymore because it's that time for everything. Um... Check out the YouTube video of the full VOD that goes up as well as the full podcast going up on audio and all good podcasting services. And if you like us, give us a follow on Twitch. You know, say hi in chat. Follow us on Twitter at ExplosionPod for all the latest information and news about the channel. Follow me, as I said, at your boy Ringo on Twitter. And, you know, leave us five stars, like the video, comment, um, thumbs up, smash that bell. That's all the good stuff. They say, if you're watching this live... Keep an eye out for Explosion Pod later. I might jump back on and play some Assassin's Creed on stream. So we'll see how that goes. Thank you very much for joining me. Have fun with your esports and your video games. This has been Kieran March, and, and you've been watching Early Late Nights. Thanks. <laughs>